Welcome to the Debt Matters Podcast, where we help Canadians find solutions to their debt with licensed insolvency trustees from across Canada. Now, I'm Wayne Kay, and in today's show, we're going to be talking about a spending freeze to help your debt problem. So, what is a spending freeze? We've heard this used by corporations. How about for your personal life? What are the pros and cons of a spending freeze? And what can you actually spend money on during this time? And how do we make this super effective? So to find out more, my guest today, Marianne Marriott from Allen Marshall and Associates, licensed insolvency trustee with offices in Alberta, New Brunswick, Nova Scotia, Prince Edward Island, and of course in British Columbia as well. Marianne, thanks for being here. It's my pleasure. Thanks for having me, Wayne. Well, looking forward to learning about, uh, you know, spending freeze. This is typically a, a cor- corporate uh, phrase that I, I'm used to hearing. Mm, I've actually never thought about that in a corporate sense. I'm used to hearing it in a personal sense. So that's interesting. <laughs> well, I think they they both work as long as uh, we get to spend money again. So when you hear there's going to be a spending freeze, it kind of uh, shocks people. But I guess that's the whole point of this is to shock people. What What is a spending freeze? Oh, yes, you're right. And and now that you say that, it's like, yes, I hear that in government and it does. It is a bit of a cause for concern. So, um, so yeah, so from a personal perspective, a spending freeze, I mean, really is essentially what it sounds like. You're just going to freeze your spending to a degree. It doesn't mean you don't spend anything. So it's a personal challenge that you make with yourself to stop spending on things that you don't need. So essentially, you pick a time frame, let's say a month, and you have a spending freeze on anything outside of what is considered to be a need. And I actually did this for myself in January. Oh, I love that. I love when you uh, actually do what before you preach. (laughs) That's a great thing. Yes. And what did you learn? Well, a whole bunch of things. <laughs> so um, first of all, I forgot that I did it and I, I went and purchased something at the beginning of the month. So I'll talk a little bit about uh, about that and what happens if you fail at your attempts. Um, but I, I think the biggest thing that I learned is my habits. It really brought to light in today's world how easily and quickly we spend a lot of money on stuff that really aren't essential. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, in the moment, do we think that they're essential or that we just think that, well, it's just the way it is. The money's, I've got my little card. I can easily go and pick up whatever. Yeah, I think it's a little bit of both um, because it's, even though we don't think something is essential, we still, you know, need it in that moment for something. And so I did find that, you know, it really made me step back and look at the way I spend money and the thought process around that spending. So when you went through this, uh, pros and cons, uh, what are they? One of the biggest pros is it helps you to stop using credit. Now, you know, not altogether, but generally speaking, um, when we spend money, if we're not, you know, if we don't have the cash flow to support it, then we're going to our credit. And so it gives your, you know, I, I feel like it's a little of a, a little vacation for your credit when you do this. You're giving them a, giving a little break mm. and um, from all that use that we put on them, yep. uh, the credit cards. And uh, but I think mostly it it helps you to evaluate what's important, like I said, 
and notice your habits. And so, you know, there's this huge awareness that comes as a result of doing it, which hopefully is something that you'll take with you, you know, in the in the future months that will also help you curb some of that, you know, more impulse spending. And then the final pro that I I would say is you save money, or at the very least, you don't spend additional money that you don't have. And then it depends on what you do with the money. So, um, you know, the purpose of this is talking about spending freeze and helping with debt problems. And certainly, if you can spend less money on things that aren't essential, it's going to either one, free up some money that you can use to pay down debt, or two, it's going to stop you from using the credit as much and continuing to incur debt. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the pros. The cons, it's just no fun. <laughs> so <laughs> let's just start with that. Um, you know, you do go without and it really forces you to practice delayed gratification, which I'm I'm definitely a fan of. In fact, what I found is that I would put things in my card. And this is something, you know, I've talked about in, in different podcasts or or um um, blog posts or whatever I've done where you practice delayed gratification and you put things in your card and then you go back and decide if you're going to buy them. Well, in this case, January was a no spending month. And so there was, I wasn't buying it in January. So that all went into my cart. And then I looked at it after the freeze. And I did find that there were things that I'm like, no, nope, don't need that. Oh. Uh, and then and the biggest con is, of course, it can leave you feeling deprived. And so you don't want to, you're not going to do a year spending freeze. Let's just, uh, let's just set that requirement right out of the gate. Like start with something small. So that might be a week for someone. It might be a couple weeks, a month, a couple months, but you're probably not going to go really much further than that uh, because it gets, it can get frustrating. Mm-hmm. But I think some ways that you can do this to make it more fun would be to have other couples do it with you. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, engaging your family, having a buddy system, you know, even for those so inclined, you know, if you're on social media, you could make a game of it and you could set up a Facebook group or yes. you could do something on Instagram or you could do a bunch of TikToks, TikTok posts. Um, so you could kind of make and that's part of keeping you accountable as well. So I think you're right. You could have some fun with it that way. Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's the easiest way to actually stay on track whenever you kind of put it out there on social media that you're doing something and who else wants to do it and maybe make it as if somebody falls off, will they have to buy you something or <laughs> clean, Ooh, clean your house, like wash that. your car, something. You got to have something to keep you God, on God, you track. had me hooked at the buy you something, but then the cleaning your car in your house, that I, I might have to go that route. <laughs> Sounds like a good idea, doesn't it? But it does make a difference. And, and so many people, yeah. like as you're talking about this, I know that people are listening going, that's a great idea. I, I really, they, we spend, we spend, we spend, and all of a sudden you're right. You put it up in your, your shopping cart and then you go look at it and go, Do I, did I really need to buy that? Yeah. Okay. So that that's really good. I, I love that. And spending freeze comes to an end. So you figure about a month yeah. So, I mean, depend, you would pick your own timeline, but, you know, for me, I thought a month was a good, um, a good time. You know, it's not just a week, it is a month. Uh, and I, I did, there were some challenges, like just 
the simplest things like I'm trying to think, of course, now in real time, you know, what might be the things that I, yeah, you know, here's an example. I didn't really like the mascara I was using. And so I would normally just go on Amazon and buy new mascara, but I was in a spending freeze. So it's like, you know what? Suck it up, princess, and use the mascara that you have. <laughs> so those were the kind of fun conversations I had with myself throughout the month. Right. So how did you pick what you could spend money on? Yeah. And and that's a tough one because it really is up to you and it causes you to look at what do you consider to be essentials, you know, the needs versus wants. And there's a very thin line between the two. So another example is my uh, salt lamp, um, the bulb went, so I needed bulbs. Now you could say that's a need because, you know, the bulb went and you're replacing it. But, you know, it's not a light that I need for anything. And so I delayed buying the replacement bulbs until the spending freeze was over, as an example. You know, get into groceries. I mean, food is a need, but maybe potato chips aren't or um, smoked Gouda cheese might not be. So that's what I mean by it really causes you to look deeply at what you're spending and what is essential and what's not. And it really kind of shakes up your, you know, it's a paradigm shift in terms of how you spend your money. Mm -hmm. I would think at the end of this, there would be some revelations and, and I've done it as well where I've just tracked everything for one month and then kind of did the spending freeze the next month. Yes. And it kind of puts everything back into, you know, perspective of how you're going to spend money. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because it's that big, like I said, that big awareness aspect where you become really aware of what you're spending money on, what's important to you and what's not. Mm -hmm. uh, have you ever talked to somebody and they told you about doing this and how did they deal with it? Did they get through it for the whole month? Let's say maybe it's a client and you said, here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a month of no spending. And how, how did they feel at the end of it? I haven't specifically, you know, personally walked someone through it or like had a friend do it. It's been more like a, a, you know, blog post that I follow that someone's done it and posted about it. I think that what happens often is people do it, but they do it because they feel they don't make the conscious effort to do it. They just stop spending because they can't. And then they go right into feeling deprived. So I think that's the big difference between you know, I, I'm just, I can't spend, I'm not, and going into that spiral versus, you know what, I'm just going to go for a month and only spend on necessities mm -hmm. and see what I can learn, right? Like it's a different energy in terms of how you approach it. Right. And, and for myself, it, what, what's weird is, you know, when I never had uh, money, uh, then I would use credit to make myself feel better. But as I started to build up, you know, a little bit of savings, you know, maybe finally got to a hundred dollars mm -hmm. and then, then I want it to be $125. And as it grows, I, I want to spend less money or I want to yes. save money to buy it so I don't have to use the, the bit that's saved. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? It's completely, that's the psychological aspect of saving is that once we do start to save and once we do see the money there, we want more of it. We want to add to it. You know, and that's the other piece to this is, 
if you can, what you want to do is redirect that money and put it into savings. So you could go as far as, um, you know, I was going to buy those light bulbs and they were going to be $15.99. And so instead, I'm going to transfer $16 into my savings account and watch it grow. And I think that's a really cool way to see the tangible results Mm -hmm. and, uh, and see it building. And then you've got this little pot of money that you have to decide where that's going. And that's a whole different process than deciding to swipe a credit card. But isn't it great to have that? Finally, I I think that's just the most exciting part. And then you can start to see that grow. So when when you've gone through this, what are some of your, some help here on helping us to make this freezing, spending freeze effective? Yeah. So I think, you know, one getting ready for it. So you're just like, you're not doing it out of frustration. Oh, I'm, you know, I'm frustrated and I have too much debt and I'm just going to go on a spending freeze because now you're like going in angry. Um, So, you know, (laughs) so I think going coming at it from a place of, you know, curiosity and wonder and treating it a bit like a game. Oh, I wonder if I can do this. And I wonder what things I'll spend and won't spend on. And I wonder how much I might be able to save. What if I put that money away, right? It's just a whole different energy. Mm-hmm. Um, and involving someone, like you said. So having a buddy system or a family member or posting it on so- social media so that you're interacting with other people around it, uh, I think is a great way to to get into the headspace and uh, and make it effective because again you are you're only accountable to yourself if you do it yourself no one's going to know so if you bring somebody else in and then the third piece would be set a goal to see how much money you can save i think it would be great to have a separate account that you don't use for anything else and every time you decide not to buy something that's not a necessity transfer the money now i know what some people are thinking what if i don't have enough money for that and i'm scraping to get by the money hasn't gone anywhere. You can go get it. So just transfer it over there. And then if you need it for milk and eggs, take it for milk and eggs. But you still get a sense of, you know, where that money, you wouldn't have had it where it would have gone and that you do now have it. Right. That's, yeah, very great information because oftentimes when our kids were little, you know, paycheck to paycheck was a dream. It was paycheck to five days or three days before paycheck is what we had to deal with. And, but yet we still had to pull that money out for the RESP. My wife made sure we did that, even though I was complaining a lot, saying we really need that. And she said, no, we had has to go there. And then all these years later, you know, we made it through and I'm so grateful we that through. we, that we did have that money set aside. Whereas if we'd let, just left it into our regular checking account where everything was going in and going out, that would have been spent by me on something silly. Yeah, absolutely. That is such a great example, Wayne. I love that because that's exactly what we do. We just spend what we have. And so when you take it out of there, you know, it it really does. You just adjust. You just do. I don't know how to explain it yeah. other than you really just do. Yeah. Well, you brought it up. You So I was like, but I think many, <laughs> I think the important thing, and I wish I had known this more when we were living that way, is that it's going to get better. This is not the way life is going to be forever, that it's going to be hard financially. And then it's funny, as I've talked to more and more people, they've all been in the same boat. It's expensive having children and and just things happen in life. And you got to try to, you still got to be able to save some money and and get through and it's very tight, but we're all in the same boat in a way. Yep, Absolutely. So what happens if you go through this and and as you mentioned earlier on, you said, uh, oops, you, you screwed up once. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, I, I don't think really you can fail with this because I think you're going to learn something. And the first thing I learned is that it's not habit. So um, I'm going to go on autopilot, right? And I had wanted this thing and I just bought it without thinking. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's how easy it is. You know, I put myself in a no spending freeze and immediately spent on a, a luxury item. So I just, you know, you just you just keep going. You don't give up. Um, and part of doing that is figuring out why it didn't work. And, you know, in that case, because I just went on autopilot. And so you go, okay, that doesn't work. What am I going to do differently? And then you start playing with different ideas. So, you know, for some people, it might be um, not making a grocery list. And it's like, okay, I ended up, I ended up impulse spending because I didn't plan my groceries or plan my week or plan my meals. So if I do that, it's going to be easier to stick more to my uh, needs versus wants. Or I repurpose clothing, you know, more stuff I hadn't worn for years because I, you know, wasn't buying something new. Like, you know, those are just some kind of random examples. But basically, you're going to learn something throughout the process and you're going to take that with you as you move forward. So here's something that I did because I like treating things a bit like a game. I do a lot of shopping on Amazon. And uh, so I started looking at, okay, if I want something extra, I'm going to earn the extra money to get it. And that could be through um, selling something I no longer need. It could be by getting points on my, you know, my PC card, for example. Um, occasionally, I get Amazon gift cards for various things. And so I'll, I'll use the Amazon one, for example. I put something in my card, I want it. And then I thought, I'm going to wait until I get enough free gift card code. And then when I have enough, I'm going to purchase it. And it was only a small thing. So I was able to do that within about two to three weeks. And I thought, oh, that was fun. I didn't spend any of my own money. I got what I wanted and I got it for free. So it just got me creatively <laughs> thinking yeah. about ways that I can do that and save more money. I love it. Even though you could go buy it. I just did that with uh, a guitar. I'm a guitar player and I had yeah. two guitar pedals that I don't use. And there's another new one that I thought, well, I should buy one of these and I could have went and bought it. But instead, I'm not buying it until I sell these other two sold one Perfect. and another one. Somebody's coming to pick up the other one. So my new pedal is going to cost me five bucks. Awesome. Right. Love it. Same, same deal. Yep. What, what aren't you using? What can you get rid of? How can you help? To, to move you forward. So I, I love the games. I love what you're doing. I like this idea of the spending freeze. And then we're running out of time, but quickly let's do kind of a recap of you do the spending freeze. How do you go back into the spending without going over the top? Yeah, and I, and I think what I'd like to offer is that you just, you take everything you learned and really what I would put in there is delayed gratification, practice delayed gratification. So now it doesn't mean that you can't spend money on things you want, but you're not going to do it impulsively. Ooh, this ad popped up. So I bought this thing that popped up in front of me. That's a really good deal because you know what the ads say, like it's limited time. You have to get it now. <laughs> yeah. And so um, so that that's what I started doing after that is anything I saw that I wanted. I put it in a cart and I thought I'll go back and check it out and I haven't. There's so much less that I'm spending money on because I've been doing that and not impulse spending in the moment. Oh, terrific. This has been fantastic. I am so happy to have you on the show. We always give us great ideas and, and I like your homework as well. So Marianne, thank you very much for your time today. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on, Wayne. 
Well, my guest today, Marianne Marriott. To learn more or to schedule that free consultation with Alan Marshall and Associates licensed in Solvency Trustees, go to the website wecanhelp.ca, wecanhelp.ca. And that's it for today's Debt Matters podcast. Now make sure you subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcast from. And of course, for more information, you can always check out debtmatters.ca. Thanks for listening. 